Hi, I'm Amy Muirs, and you're listening to The Power of Young People, a podcast produced by the National Youth Leadership Council, where we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to change the world, their communities, and the lives of others. If you're a young person who wants to change the world, or an adult who wants to foster youth innovation and imagination, this show is for you. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Welcome to the Power of Young People. I am so excited. In this episode, I get to speak with Pervy Shinoy. Pervy is the founder and CEO of Global Girls Convergence. She is also a TEDx speaker, a published author, a researcher. I can't wait to dig into all of the things that this amazing young person is doing. Pervy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Before we talk about Global Girls Convergence, I would love for you to tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. So first of all, thank you so much for hosting me on this podcast. It's like an absolute honor. Um, so I'll just dive into a little bit about myself. So I'm currently 16 years old, and I'm a junior at UWC East Asia. And my days are filled with diverse and meaningful pursuits. Currently, I'm crafting a TED Talk on the intriguing theme of the paradox of progress. Um, and beyond that, I'm also leading a um, service, which is called Nature with Seven Oaks, which is an initiative focused on educating low-income children about nature and sustainability. Uh, also, in school, I'm committed to um, being a club leader for Voices with Refugees, uh, which is another social activism club. Um, based on um, addressing the refugee crises in Asia. Uh, and of course, I founded and I'm currently running Global Close Convergence. And you sleep when? <laughs> what is <Cool>. amazing. <laughs> That's it's amazing, all of the things that you're involved in. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to have a whole other podcast um, and have <laughs> you back to talk about the paradox of progress I'm really mm -hmm. intrigued so okay we're gonna stay in contact so that we can we can have you back to talk about that but we want to talk about global girls convergence so tell us about it what does it do what's its mission what how does it work what's going on uh yeah sure so um global girls convergence is basically a youth organization dedicated to empowering females around the world uh and our base motto is igniting change one girl at a time so i started this organization when i was 16 so basically around five months ago and we're currently in 25 countries 30 cities and have around 15 chapters globally um some in multiple um, states of the same country uh, and every quarter we rally our efforts around a specific sdg um, and SDG is basically a sustainable development goal. Uh, so it's basically like the 17 interlinked, interlinked objectives um, designed to serve as a blueprint for peace and prosperity for people around the globe. Um, so every um, quarter, we just focus on one of those. Um, so right now, 
uh, our focus is on alleviating the crisis of period poverty. Um, we believe that this is a widespread issue which doesn't get enough press and the attention that it needs. Um, so we're going to launch our campaign called Change the Cycle um, in late December, early Jan. Um, and in this campaign, we will be fundraising for the Mora Foundation, which is a very teeny tiny foundation based in Nairobi, Kenya, where approximately 300 girls lack access to period care and education. So we're just focused on fundraising to get them the supplies that they need to like support their biological like like system like it's a biological right it's a human right to have access to period care and education which is something these girls are not getting so we're very excited to work with them and um on this campaign uh we will also be collaborating with go with the flow singapore so we're doing this by designing some really cute um donation boxes so that people can donate pads, tampons, and other um, period care and books as well uh, into these little donation boxes so that low-income families can also get the access that they need and the access that they deserve. Um, also, we're in the midst of de developing a children's book that addresses period in a fun and easy to understand manner because um, it is a complex topic, but we don't want to overwhelm younger students and girls with like the scientific background. We just want them to know that this is something that will happen to most of us. And this is how you can deal with it. This is how it works. You know, just provide them with that support to better understand their biology. So that's something that we're very excited to work on. Uh, we're going to partner with a few doctors just to make sure that all the information is accurate as it can be. And also we're going to work with um, the designers on my team to make it fun, to make it interactive, to make it interesting to people, to um, girls all around the world. And it's also going to be free because um, this is something that we stand by. We want everything in our campaign to be free. Uh, we don't want to charge any money because that is our motto. We want to ignite change and we want, the, we want to do this by making everything as accessible as it can be. So yeah, that's just a bit about us. That's just a bit. That is amazing. I love the work that you're doing. Um, and it's so diverse in the topics and the connections to the SDGs. Um, and I also, um, I want to um, connect you with our friends at period.org because I think there's some syn synergy there. Um, so you and I will talk after the podcast about that. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But I'd love to learn more about kind of, um, so the campaigns, 25 countries, like what are the students doing and how are they engaging in their communities um, with the work? Uh, yeah, so great question. And um, basically, I just want to talk on a micro and uh, macro scale because we're doing both. Um, so most of our chapters are in Asia because um, that's where predominantly most of us live. So it, it was the easiest way to kind of, you know, connect everyone together on a global cause. So it's mainly based in Asia, but we do have a few chapters um, in the U.S., in Canada, and also um, some countries in Africa, uh, such as Egypt. So it's kind of widespread and 
I really like that it's wide, widespread. I know that a lot of people who have their own organizations um, prefer to keep it in their own country, their state, their district. But I think the fact that this is global is allowing us to make such an impact. So the macro impact that we're making is mainly through social media campaigns. So each chapter basically focuses on a specific cause. Like some uh, chapters are focusing on women in STEM. Some are focusing on uh, women in philosophy, women in arts. Um, some are focusing on just um, healthcare, like um, the lack of access of uh, women's healthcare and also focusing on how a lot of um, studies, medical studies that have been done have been performed on men and not women and how that's impacting mm -hmm. us today. So that that's kind of each chapter is just focusing on what they're passionate about, what they care the most about. Like a lot of people are connecting this to what they want to do in the future. Like those people who are um, running chapters on women's health want to be um, licensed medical doctors, psychologists. So it kind of links to what they really care about. And I think that is really helping them make the impact that they want. Um, so like I said, each um, quarter, we just focus on a sustainable development goal and um, try our best to have one initiative, which is funding or fundraising. So we pick an organization which needs our help, uh, needs the funding to you know, sustain themselves, sustain their um, community. So we pick one fundraising event, um, which is what we're doing with the period poverty um, campaign, like with the Mora Foundation. The second is usually some sort of content writing. So uh, in this case, we're writing a book, obviously, but for different cases, we will be doing different forms of content, such as maybe video series. We're in the process of launching our own YouTube channel to make education a bit more accessible. Um, so it could be in the form of email writing, newsletters, you know, basically any type of content, verbal, visual, all of that jazz. And then lastly, um, the third thing that we always focus on is connecting. Um, so we always try to, um, have some sort of conversation. Um, this is either through our discord server, our Instagram DMs. It's always an open space, um, to get. Uh, feedback to um, understand how to improve our campaigns, how to improve um, all the things that we're doing, because I feel like if we don't get feedback, then we're going to be stagnant and I really want us to grow. So um, that's kind of how we're engaging in community. Uh, we're also not doing um, in-person events yet. That's something we really want to do. But um, based on um, the world right now some countries don't allow to do in-person events unless um like there's some strict regulations in asia so we're currently working um individually as chapters to uh, try and work with the government or some sort of authority to have projects so that's kind of where we are um in these within these five months that's amazing and all of that within five months um, it's just powerful to hear all of the amazing things that have happened already. You know, five months, not a lot of time, but I'm wondering how like founding and running um, this nonprofit has changed you and kind of how you think about community and your role in the world. Um, I think that before I was, I like, I always wanted to found something. 
Like I always wanted to start a nonprofit. I always wanted to start a business. Like my both sides of my family are very they have business in their blood. They have nonprofit in their blood. And that's something I also have, it which I think is a gift because I really want to help people. And for the longest time I was contemplating what I should put my energy, put my all into. And I started a small nonprofit. This is actually my third nonprofit, believe it or oh, not. Oh wow. So <laughs> that's amazing. A lot of very small projects, but um, there were all things I was passionate about, but it, it wasn't what I wanted to dedicate my energy and my all. I didn't feel that connection. And I recently went to India um, after a very long time. And I I was completely shocked by the number of women who don't have the same rights, the same education mm-hmm. level, the same um, access to things as men. And that really touched me. Like I really knew that this is something that I wanted to do in my community um, because my mom has faced a ton of um, sexism. A lot of my close friends have faced sexism in Asia. So it, it was something that I really wanted to do from the bottom of my heart. And because of that passion, I feel like I was able to spend like consistently two or three hours um, on this. So I feel like my mindset has definitely changed. I've definitely started working a lot harder because I know how good I have it and how other people would kill to be in my position right now. So like that sort of, I'm very grateful for what I have. And I think everyone else should at least have the basic right to have what I have, um, especially girls. Um, so I think running a nonprofit has definitely made me more empathetic to um, global issues because I feel like in a world where we're so urban, we kind of lose connection with our roots and um, with global issues, we're kind of just trapped in that little bubble. And I think that going to India, bursting that bubble of mine really helped. And this has made me, this has improved my life so much because I have finally found out what I'm passionate about, what I want to pursue in the future, um, how I can make a global impact as a team. And yeah, it has made me a hard worker. It has made me more empathetic. It has made me care more for things that I'm passionate about because I think um, there is this stigma in Asia where teenagers don't have the same abilities, uh, in quotation mm-hmm. marks, abilities as yep. you know, someone with a degree, someone with like accredi- accreditation to their name. So I think that I've also fixed that um fixed mindset of mine that because I'm a teen I can't do something and it has also helped me like get a growth mindset like not like obviously not everything is possible but you have to fight for what you believe in and what you think is right I'm honestly speechless for me that um like everything you've said just resonates so much and I think um we can we can look at it look at everything as a global phenomenon too, right? Like it's it's not just in Asia, like it's here in the United States, it's in every part of the world that gender inequality and 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 if we can connect to our passion, the difference that we can make in the world when we connect to our passion, oh, just amazing. Um, you're working with the students all over um, and I would love, like, what have you seen 
them do differently? Like what new skills or outcomes are you seeing in them because of their work with you? Um, yeah, so first of all, I want to comment on what you said about gender inequality being a global issue. I 100% agree with that. I think it's something that needs to change and mm -hmm. the change starts with us. Um, in terms of the question, which is um, the skills that my team and the members of our community have learned, I think the greatest skill that they've learned is EQ, which is emotional um, quotient or emotional intelligence, sorry. Um, I think that in this world where AI, technology, um, and information is, and knowledge is constantly developing, like AI does have a chance of being more intelligent, that, more intelligent than us. Um, a lot of people are more smarter than us, but I think that what people need to realize is being emotional is not a bad thing. And mm -hmm the emotions that humans have, if we put it to a good cause, it definitely will result in something. And it's not something that machines or AI can take away from us. Like this is a very special quality that we have that um, I think a lot of women have been criticized for. Like I know a lot of women in my life who've been criticized for being too emotional, but emotion is one of the greatest qualities that we biologically have. And it's something that we need to put like good use for. So I feel like a lot of the team members that I have and the members of my community have learned to use their emotions, utilize their emotions to bring about a change. Like it's no longer that I'm feeling that there's gender inequality. Now it's like, okay, I sense gender inequality in my environment and I'm going to do this, this, and this to help solve this issue, to help mitigate this issue. So it's definitely like a change mindset, like a growth mindset happening. Um, and I think that that's amazing because um, I think once again, back to my point on how um, in Asia and even other countries, like you said, um, teens are not really valued for their opinion because um, they, like a lot of people think it's a phase or a lot of people think that oh, because you don't have a college degree or accreditation, you don't really deserve to have an opinion. But I'm so glad that the members of my community are developing their own opinion, even though it's some of the some of their opinions are different from mine. I'm glad that they're developing their own opinions, their own thought processes, and acting on those thought processes. They're not just letting them like they're not brushing it under under the rug. They're actually working on projects that they're passionate about. Um, we have both conservatives and liberals on our team, and there I love the healthy debate that I see. Like I think debate is essential to coming. Um, meeting on a middle ground so they've definitely learned a lot of um, skills in terms of growth mindset um, leadership entrepreneurship acting on what they believe in like all those great skills debate like all of those healthy skills they've definitely learned and I'm very proud of them that's wonderful I love so much of what you said and I could um, dive into each um, that focus on passion keeps Pete keeps coming up. And I think it's so important when we think about like how we want to learn and grow and being committed and passion is an amazing thing to find in your life and to be able to apply that passion. And I think that that just excels our learning and our commitment to wanting to make things better. And then um, I love what you said about um, 
emotion and how it is a unique quality within the human race, right? And so like, we don't want to lose that emotion. Being emotional is a good thing. You know, it, it shows that we are human. And yeah, when um, um, the artificial intelligence and everything that that can do, it can't replicate human emotion, at least not yet. So um, I just appreciate so much of what you said in that. And it sounds like the young people who are part of your program um, are truly growing and finding their passion and that growth mindset that you talked about. Um, I know running a nonprofit can have a lot of challenges. I'm, I'm curious, like what things, what challenges you've encountered and how, how have you tackled them? Um, so because it's only been five months in, obviously there's more challenges to come, but so far, most of the challenges have been the in-person events is something I touched on earlier where um, governments in Asia are a lot more strict. Um, you can't just go on the street and protest or you can't just set up booth. Like it's something that requires a lot of time. Like I'm pretty sure um, it will take a good three, three months or more to start in-person events. Um, but we're not hindered by that. We don't, um, we're not hindered at all. We are working um, digitally to try to make as big as an impact as we can. Um, obviously, fundraising is easier, uh, in my opinion, in person, but that is not going to stop us from fundraising, from um, doing what we really want, which is supporting women and girls around the world. So I think most of the challenges of in-person is something that we need to uh, face in the future. But um, other than that, most of the challenges have been kind of coordinating time zones. Um, like I said, being global <laughs> is amazing uh, when it comes to numbers and stats, but when it comes to bringing everyone together, getting that group decision, uh, group discussion, getting that um, healthy debate, it is a bit more challenging because we have to consider everyone's time zones, everyone's extracurriculars, everyone's um, bedtime. So it, it does get uh, a bit confusing it does get a bit challenging but um we always um like at the end even if it takes two weeks to set up like a perfect date we always meet up we always have debate we always have discussion because at the end of the day the, like I said this is all about passion um because we're so passionate about this issue we we will find the time like um I'm pretty sure one of our members had um IB exams like all the way through like mock exams or some sort of exams she had an exam every single day but she showed up for every meeting so I think we all kind of rely on each other and we know that if um, I'm not able to give my 100% someone will cover for me so I think that healthy relationship that we have is definitely benefiting us but um, of course it is a challenge being a global organization so yeah well, I, um, yeah, time zones are always fun to navigate. Um, but it sounds like you're creating a space where people feel empowered. I mean, you talked about um, uh, earlier how, you know, you have um, young people with different viewpoints and um, a healthy debate. And, you know, when when we're empowered 
and feel respected in that space, we do make the time to show up. And when we're passionate and committed to the issue area, um, yeah, it makes for um, a really powerful and exciting um, opportunity for, for change. So it sounds like you're creating a culture that everyone wants to be a part of, whether time zone issues or not, right? <laughs> um, I want to turn the focus kind of back on to you, um, Pervy. Like this is, um, you know, five months in, you've, you've done a lot of other, like you've done other nonprofits, but this one is your passion. Like what's been the most impactful part of this experience for you and, and why? Um, this is going to be a very celebrity type answer, but uh, I'm going to be honest. It's definitely the DMs that I got. Um, I'm not famous, but I do get a handful of like comments and DMs on direct messages on Instagram, email and stuff about how like a lot of people that I know signed up for this nonprofit as an extracurricular, just something to put on your CV, you know, make it look nice. But I think that once they actually became a part of this organization, their mindset completely changed. This was no longer an ECA for them. It became a passion. Like it became something that they were so, like they just wanted, like like I said, at the start, it was kind of like something to put on the CV, but now they've definitely, definitely grown. They've realized that this is actually a global issue. This is not something that should be taken lightly. It's something that I should put my efforts into because um I've had a lot of people have had personal experiences where um their significant other or um you know members of their family were facing um gender inequality whether it be uh their wages getting paid less um their interactions in their community whether that be like sexism in terms of uh what they're wearing um, how they're speaking, they're like everything. Like I've had a lot of people talk about a lot of personal experiences where, you know, their loved ones or whoever have been so deeply affected by gender inequality. And when they were in that moment, they didn't think twice. They just thought this is how the world is supposed to be. This is how it is. And there's not much we can do to change it. But I think definitely joining our team, being a part of this community definitely has brought about a new mindset in them which is this is not something that should continue this is not something that's fixed it can be changed and it might take some time but if we start now just think about the future generation that can um, you know benefit from this kind of equality in their lives so I think that uh, the most impactful experiences for me have been receiving those messages on how their mindset, how these people's mindset has changed from this being an extracurricular to this being something that I'm very passionate about. And it's not something I want to do for school. It's something I want to do for life. I think that was, that that really made me feel like I'm doing the right thing because um, a lot of nonprofits, I, f I feel like I'm being very honest, like a lot of people in high school start nonprofits just to appeal to colleges but I, I don't think they realize that they actually have a chance to make an impact they actually have a chance to turn things around and I think that 
getting those messages from people is a reminder that like I'm doing something good in life I'm doing something good for my community for the world even though it's very micro compared to a lot of other nonprofits or organizations my little dent in this sort of sustainable development goal is still a dent and it counts and I think that all those messages definitely keep me going and it's very impactful I've enjoyed reading all of them there is absolutely nothing more satisfying than having people share that something that you are so committed to and the work that you're doing matters to them. So DMs, everybody get on to Instagram, check it out, and you can DM Pervy to share how important this work is and that it matters. Um, speaking of, um, what's what are opportunities you want to share for the young people listening so that they can get involved? Um, so I definitely have a lot of opportunities to share. I've made notes. Um, I didn't make notes for the rest of this podcast, but I really want to help other people. So I have made notes for this section. Um, so I basically want to say that um, we like as a community, we do not have an application process. Um, we believe that everyone should be a part of what they're passionate about. Um, I think a lot of other nonprofits, especially high school nonprofits or college nonprofits, you know, they put so much value on your skill, but skill is something that can be learned. It is, if you have no skills today, you can gain skills in a month, in three months, in a year. So we are very, like, our main kind of statement is igniting change. So if you are passionate about igniting change, then we don't care if you're a high school dropout or if you are a valid valedictorian, we just care that you have a passion for this issue. Um, so the first opportunity that I wanna share is being a chapter head. Um, like I mentioned, uh, we have 15 chapters so far and each chapter basically focuses on a kind of micro scale uh, kind of topic of gender inequality, like I mentioned, uh, women's health, women in STEM, uh, women in philosophy. So it's kind of a small uh, subsection of this entire set. Um, also, um, there's no application process for that. You can just DM us on Instagram if you want, if you're interested. You can share the skills that you have, um, but we're not really looking for that. We would appreciate it if you could talk a bit more about why you're interested in joining and um, your specific passion, what lit that fire in you to apply. Um, another opportunity we have is being our social media manager. Um, so you can, if you're very good at graphic design, you have a passion for it, you're uh, good with colors then uh, and fonts, all that stuff, you should definitely apply to be a social media manager. Um, and yeah, it's a very fun opportunity for graphic designers uh, in high school or college. And then also we have content writers. So we recently started a blog to kind of um, talk about women's issue in more depth because I think social media posts are a great way to communicate with an audience, but it's not in depth, it's very surface level. And because we wanna delve a bit deeper um, and explore more than the tip of the iceberg, we wanted to start this blog. So if you're passionate about creative writing, 
um, English, uh, you read a lot of feminist literature or um, books by female authors, we would really appreciate if you could join our team. We would absolutely love to have you. And then the last opportunity that we have is a small project that we're launching called the Anthizo Project. And Anthizo in Greek basically means blooming or bloom. So this project is basically launched to young women uh, who are interested in starting their own nonprofit. And this does not have to be related to gender inequality, but if you want to do that, that's amazing. But it's totally up to you what you want to focus on. Um, like you can focus on any of the 17 sustainable development goals, uh, whichever one you're interested in. And we will personally help you build a nonprofit from the ground up and kind of just share like our ups and downs and what we face trying to build a nonprofit so that hopefully your nonprofit will not have as many challenges. So those are kind of the opportunities that we have. Um, if there isn't a role that I mentioned, um, but you think there's a role that we should add that would be beneficial, you can also DM that to us because we love hearing your feedback and uh, that's how we improve as an organization. So yeah, those are all the opportunities. Lots of amazing ways to get involved. Um, I love um, ending our time together with this question and that's just really opening it up and saying, what do you want the listeners to know? Like, what do you want them to remember after they listen to this podcast? Um, so I understand that high schoolers are very stressed. They have a lot of things on their mind, a lot of things to do. So even if you didn't watch like however long this podcast was and you're just listening to this part, um, like as a personal message, I just want to say that ditch uh, appealing to colleges. As someone who's Asian, I've felt the pressure a lot in life to go to Harvard, go to Yale, go to all these amazing universities. Um, I think that a lot of these universities don't care what you're doing. They care how you're doing it. And they care about the passion that you have towards certain issues or um, challenges, global issues, all those things. So I think that if you're very passionate about something that will show through no matter what, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your achievements are, what your grades are, your passion for anything will always show through. So I think that in general, you should have passion for uh, whatever you're interested in. And in terms of gender inequality, it is definitely a global issue that needs to be addressed. And if you're someone like me who felt that being a teen, you can't make an impact on the world, just know that you can. And um, even if you think no one believes in you, I believe in you because I think that even though I'm not going to say that um, everything is possible, but I will say that most things are possible. And if you really put your mind to it, and once again, the golden word, have passion, you will definitely succeed. And I'm pretty sure whatever global issue you're trying to solve, whether it be gender inequality or not, you will make a dent or you will make a really big impact on that field. And you should just have confidence. Yeah. Wonderful. Herbie, I want to thank you so much for joining me on The Power of Young People. Um, your passion shines through. It is obvious that um, that you have found your passion. And I hope 
have inspired other young people to to find that commitment and passion to to tackling um, the challenges that are facing us. Um, everything that you're doing is truly changing the world. You guys, you can learn more about Global Girls Convergence. Check out their Instagram at global.girls.convergence. You can always email nylc at info at nylc.org. I'm happy to get you connected. I want to thank everyone for listening. And of course, until next time, we invite you to join us as we serve, learn, change the world.